0: Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Expert on Your Life, a workbook is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Expert on Your Life, a workbook, on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Expert on Your Life, a workbook, on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Debbie Kimberg, a busy mother of three boys, an author and an executive in the financial services industry. She has spent the past seven years helping her children and herself recover from autism spectrum disorder, ADHD, and other mental health issues caused by stealth infections overlooked by traditional medicine. She also works with multiple lying foundations and administers various Facebook groups on tick-borne diseases, PANS, and autism. In today's episode, Debbie and I talk about infections that can enter the brain and cause autism, ADHD, psychiatric symptoms, and autoimmune diseases. Welcome to Life
1: Thank you so much for having me, James. Really appreciate it.
0: I am excited about this. I it was funny. I was reading all this. I'm like, oh, and then it, this is a really serious topic. So I was like, oh, this is, I'd be a little more somber in this, but it's a really good informative uh, session or, or um, interview here because there's so many aspects of different diseases that kids have, or just even adults have, that we don't really know what the foundation is. So your information today is really going to give us that information to help people be aware of what might be an underlying underlying cause of some of the struggles or disorders that some other kids may have. Yeah. I hope I
1: can share our uh, experience and wisdom after going through this with other families and help them as well.
0: Yeah. With the three boys you have, you had one boy who I think was your oldest boy, uh, was diagnosed with autism on, on the spectrum and he's, Pretty much told or you assumed from your doctors, et cetera, that he wouldn't be very functional, if you will. I hate to say that like that way, but not being able to be self or independent. And so you found some information about that and then wonderful news of him as of today. It's great. But walk us through the aspects of when you realize your kids had these struggles and wh- what the struggle was for you, what you were told and how you found your way through that.
1: Yeah, sure. So it's actually my youngest boy. Oh, your who, youngest coach.
0: okay.
1: Yeah, who's 18 now um but yeah so he was when he was born we knew there were some things that weren't quite right but we didn't get Mm -hmm. the autism diagnosis right away because he made eye contact and he laughed and you know he was very affectionate but as he got into school he had trouble with adhd making friends just really hyper he wasn't doing well in school he was very behind and And so then we got the autism diagnosis and he had a lot of supports in school and we didn't realize, um, you know, you just think your kid is born this way, right? Like some kids have ADHD. Our middle son had ADHD. And so we kind of knew what that was already from our Mm -hmm. middle son. And then you just go, okay, well, you know, this is our life. Lots of people have kids with ADHD Mm -hmm. or autism. And when he was 10 years old, we stumbled across a doctor who was an integrative doctor, and right. she said, you know, a lot of families are testing positive for Lyme disease, and which has a lot of different infections associated with it, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't believe it, but we were positive. And I had almost no symptoms. And so the idea is that not only was my son positive, but I tested yeah. positive, and I had almost no symptoms, no idea. I didn't even know anybody mm. who had Lyme disease or even really understood sure. what it was. Mm-hmm. And uh and then yeah. And then we began a whole journey of treatments, which I'm wow. I'm sure we'll we'll get into because that's really critical to the
0: story. Yeah. Did did your other sons also have Lyme disease? So they test positive for that?
1: Yeah. hundred gotcha. percent transmission
0: okay. gotcha. of every
1: okay. infection and there were three
0: um, mm.
1: and, and everybody had it.
0: Wow. I'm sure a lot of my viewers and listeners hearing this, you know, as, as a mother, as a parent, uh, their, your job, if you will, I'm putting this in quotes for people who can't see me is to protect, to nurture, to help your children thrive, to realize that you unknowingly transmitted this to your children. How was that for you as a mother to experience that?
1: It was horrifying. Yeah,
0: it's like, I oh my
1: God. I how come nobody how come nobody caught it first
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, why aren't doctors screening for this and we can also talk about that because i think that's a very important mm-hmm. aspect of the story too um and yeah i mean it was just so awful to think oh my god something that i had that i didn't know actually mm-hmm. got my kids sick because you know we i think when we think about kids with autism we think of the behaviors right like even if you yeah. look at the diagnostic sure. criteria mm-hmm. that that the CDC has it's all classification of behaviors of communication mm-hmm. repetitive behaviors and so on mm-hmm. but then you know you start understanding what uh Lyme disease and actually what caused most of his symptoms is an infection called Bartonella which nobody's ever heard of and it is really the most important infection you've never heard yeah. of because it caused about 70% of his symptoms. Mm. Um, but then you start realizing, oh, there's brain inflammation, and that is what is causing the behaviors. It's not that the sure. behaviors are inherent. But the good news is that with proper treatment, you can see a lot of improvement.
0: Yeah. When you found this out from the doctor and then you started your own journey, there's some some physicians and some practices who don't necessarily I don't say agree with it, but think it's just, you know, it's a short little time of infection and then it's gone. And then you have other people, more integrative individuals and practitioners who really understand and have a different viewpoint of that. When you were working and and advocating for your kids, did you you find some opposition when it comes to some physicians? They didn't maybe perhaps take it as seriously as others? All of them. Mm. So there's this
1: big dichotomy an understanding of what's going on. And there are a very small amount of doctors, we call them Lyme specialists, because they do Mm -hmm. this all day, every day. These are the patients that they treat. And they have very different experience compared with what the CDC is explaining to all the doctors, what they have on their website. And so it's causing a lot of issues And a lot of people blame the doctors and they're gaslighting us and they're not listening. Mm. But I think it's deeper than that because if they're not getting the training and education on, you know, on what's going on, then that that's where the issue comes in and we got to bring everybody together so that, Mm. you know, we can all get the right uh, screening and and treatment. And, and one of the fundamental problems that is, underlying all this is that the tests don't work so the lab corp quest tests i think they have about a 20 percent uh positivity or accuracy rate and so Mm. think about all the people who aren't testing positive and it gives this false impression that hey lyme disease and all these other infections associated with it are rare Mm -hmm. when in fact i don't think that's going to be the case i think this might be a silent epidemic and a lot sure. of people are going to going to have to get screened with better yeah. quality tests.
0: If I remember correctly, the CDC version of that test, it was I don't remember the exact year when it was initially uh, conceptualized or put into practice, but it seems like it's pretty archaic. In other words, it's it's pretty old and it doesn't seem as if it's if it's adapted to the research as of today.
1: Yeah, I That is so true. Um, One of the problems, there's a couple problems with the testing that's available today. And one of the problems is that it looks for antibodies. Mm -hmm. And these infections are some of the smartest infections, I think, known to medicine at this point. And it takes down your immune system. It knows how to hide, how to evade. And the antibodies and so a lot of times people don't make enough antibodies to be able Mm. to to screen for it that the tests just aren't sensitive enough also these infections they really like the tissue so we think a lot Mm. of about a lot of infections living in the blood but what do you do if you've got infections that are living in your brain or your heart or Mm. some some other organ and sure. they're not really circulating in your blood as much. And so you're, you're not even going to find it even on PCR tests where they actually draw blood and they uh, mm-hmm. stain it and they look under a microscope. Even that mm-hmm. can be very hard to, to detect. It's better, but it also sure. can, can be difficult. So they, they need to do a lot we're... of work on how to test it.
0: Of, of course. What would be your recommendation from your studies as far as if people obviously want to find more, more information about this and to learn about it? What would be some of the tests that you would recommend for them to have their doctor run on them?
1: Sure. So um, there's a couple high quality tests and they still give false negatives. Like the, mm-hmm. the doctors, yeah. the Lyme specialist will tell you it really needs to be a clinical diagnosis. Um, but some better tests are for Bartonella, which causes a lot of symptoms that get diagnosed as autoimmune disease. And mm. I actually had thyroid; that was one of my few symptoms that I had. I, I had symptoms; I just didn't know they were symptoms because they didn't bother me, uh, yeah, right? I had thyroid; yeah. I had anxiety. It's just a couple things, um, but. So Bartonella, the two big testing labs for that are Galaxy Diagnostics and T right. Labs. They both specialize uh-huh. in Bartonella testing, have the best uh, Bartonella researchers who've developed those tests, uh, best researchers in in the country. And then also Vibrant Wellness has a very good comprehensive test as well as Igenix. And maybe mm. I can touch on this piece that. Uh-huh. Uh, dot disease.org did a study uh, back in 2018 and they had people respond about how many infections tested positive. And, mm. and on average, 50% of the respondents said they had Lyme plus two other infections. So Lyme is known wow. as it's caused by uh, the bacteria called Borrelia. So uh-huh. it And then a third of the respondents said they had three additional infections in addition to Lyme. And this is also another reason why the testing is so problematic because doctors think, oh, this is rare. The testing doesn't work. And nobody's thinking about all the different bacteria, viruses, parasites that ticks and other vectors can carry that, um, that can get transmitted in a single bite because we just call it Lyme. And sometimes that really bothers yeah. me because it can be a lot more than, than just Lyme.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that, that insight. I, I didn't know that. Obviously I'm, I'm ignorant when it comes to a, a lot of this, uh, but it's good to know that Lyme disease is simply Lyme disease doesn't necessarily mean it's a Bartonella, Bartonella or the Babesia or the other aspects of the different infections as well. So it's, it's good to have that demarcation or that um, separation for, for people's awareness as well now when it comes to the tests that they have if i remember correctly there's supposed to be like five bands five bands in the test and you have to have a a minimum of three of the bands in the test so bands would be the markers on the on the in your blood or whatever test they take and so you have to have a minimum of three markers out of the five in order to say that you are um that you actually have lyme disease is that correct
1: um you're on the right track I don't know okay. exactly how many markers they test for, but it's okay. probably in the 12 to 15 range. Oh,
0: oh, wow, a lot more than I thought. Okay.
1: And and they want you to have five positive oh. to be okay. considered a positive test. And you can have one, two, three bands only only just a little bit showing positive and have a raging infection. And which which so is why yeah. so many people are falling through the cracks.
0: Yeah, that would make sense, because if they say you have to have a certain number of those bands have to be to show up. But if you're showing up one, I mean, that would mean that you would have at least one strain of it, wouldn't you? I mean, that's maybe I'm not being understanding correctly how it works, but logically, that would make sense to me. Um,
1: They're saying that if you actually have the infection, then all of these bands would be. Would be positive, that would actually indicate an, an active. That's gotcha.
0: right. Okay. Okay. So, that, that's a, okay. It makes sense. It's an aspect of it. Okay. It's not the full it, marker for it. Yeah. It, that makes sense. And,
1: and I think it'd probably be good to talk about mild symptoms of hmm. Lyme disease and all the related infections. Sure, I, I don't exactly. know about you, but when I heard about Lyme years ago, I only heard about people who were really sick. People, who had terrible pain, they were debilitated, they couldn't go to work, Mm -hmm. um, chronic fatigue. I think those are the things that you hear about most. Mm -hmm. And I think it's gonna be a lot like COVID, right? Where a certain percentage of people ended up in the hospital on respirators. Mm -hmm. And some people had cold and flu symptoms for a week or two, and some people, had almost no symptoms at all.
0: Yeah. Or asymptomatic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where we're going to find this too. That um mm-hmm. that the people and the way we think about Lyme are like similar to the people who ended up on respirators with COVID. Like those are the very severe cases and those are the ones that get screened. But there's mm-hmm. so many symptoms people don't realize that are associated with these infections. Um that just lie under the radar. And it looks completely hmm. different in an adult versus what Sorry. we're seeing in these congenital situations with, with our kids. And I definitely want to make sure we, we uh, leave on a good note about yes. my son's story. because yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wanted
0: I, to come back to that. Yeah, it is exciting. When I read it, I was like, that's wonderful. So tell us about that. So when he was younger, his, what was his symptoms? And then now at, at, um, as he's looking for college, tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, so I mentioned that he really didn't do well in school. Reading was very hard for him. Re- just his reading comprehension was very low, which made everything just a challenge for yeah. him. And and he was hyper and silly. And but as he hit the teen years, he became much more kind of angry bad mood or recluse he didn't come out of his room want to play electronics all the time um and i'm sure a lot of parents with uh autistic boys in particular can can relate to the kids (laughs) who just want to lock them lock themselves in the room um but and and it actually took a long time to be able to find a treatment that works Mm. because there just hasn't been enough focus on these set of infections, and how to treat them because it 's not just one right it 's not just like taking an antibiotic for strep throat, and you know it 's going to go away in in a couple of mm-hmm. days that these are long term chronic infections, and so the treatment is actually very hard years, years of antibiotics, some people take herbals, and we were actually having a very hard time treating them It's like, okay, gosh, we know what's causing the issues and he wasn't responding well to any of the treatment. And so it took us a number mm. of years. And um, by the time we turned the corner, he was uh, 15 and a half. Oh, wow. Oh,
0: goodness.
1: And so, yeah, we were five years going to different doctors, trying mm. to figure out how to treat it because it, it is super hard. And no one doctor today, I think, has all all the answers. Yeah. Um, but then when he turned the corner, all of a sudden we saw this huge reduction in symptoms and it started with um that angry behavior he started trying to run away and that was Mm -hmm. a big issue for us obviously a safety issue and just you know he was much happier and talkative and coming out of his room and it it started to associate that with depression is was a lot Mm -hmm. of the reason why he was in his room but he couldn't articulate Mm -hmm. it And he became the most talkative person in the house. And (laughs)
0: that's wonderful.
1: (laughs) Vocabulary exploded. And we realized how, how far behind he was in vocabulary. I think he had a lot of brain fog. His picky eating went away. He put on 30 pounds in six months. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. And all of a sudden, you know, he was this, you know, Scrawny kid, and then he looked like a healthy, thriving teenager. And, and then the thing that, and he had a lot of tics. You know, the face mm-hmm. grimace, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Um, arm flapping when he was happy, mm-hmm. all, all kinds of things. But it, what really struck us is when we got to treating the Bartonella, which was a clinical diagnosis. By the way, he tested negative. We didn't even know. Interesting. Like what what wow. was causing the, all the different symptoms. But yeah. his ADHD went away, and his learning disabilities went away within wow. about four months of treating him. And so by this point, he was sixteen, and I he was at the end of his sophomore year, and all of a sudden he was doing great in school. And he he had a tutor to kind of help him organize and get his work. And he was saying, "No, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I'm fine, Mom." And <laughs> That's awesome. And his grades went from C's to A's and he was doing it all by himself. And so they wow. moved him out of special education in the beginning of 11th grade, which they wow, said so
0: mainstreamed. That's
1: wonderful. Was was a first for, for his high school. And, and he still has autism. He's on the spectrum. I don't want to say it's a hundred percent cure because it, it wouldn't be accurate. He's just, much much better. I say is about eighty yes. percent better, but some of the social oddities are are still there yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations. I mean, I'm, I'm sure as a mother, well, anyone hearing this story, that's that's so inspiring. But it's also, you know, the the aspects of really seeing your son come into himself and to be able to be self sustaining and and be able to launch out into something more than than perhaps the struggles, you were fears and worries you had when the previous symptoms that he demonstrated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So much so. We didn't think he'd be able to go to college because he was testing at a fifth grade level for Mm -hmm. reading comprehension. And so we, you know, we didn't think college was in the cards for him. And I was working on with a lawyer how to get him on disability and, you know, Mm -hmm. was going to be in a group home. And that's what we were planning for him when he yeah. was in ninth grade, beginning of 10th grade. And then all of a sudden he was doing great in school. And it even showed up on his statewide testing because he went from the 19th percentile on the previous test to the 46th percentile. So right on wow. track for 10th wow. grade. And yeah, That's so amazing. then we're like, oh my gosh, we, he said he wanted to go to college. That's his dream. And so, yeah, we've been spending the past two years helping him with ACT tutoring and um, not us, but, you know, we, no. we got that for no. him and we're so excited. He got into college and it's he's going in the fall. We're thrilled.
0: Yes, of course. I'm, I'm obviously thrilled for him as well. I, uh, we only have a couple more minutes here, but transitioning back to individuals or parents who, who can relate with what you're talking about today, what would, what steps would you suggest that they take to, find a provider and also get the correct tests. Um, what would you say to that?
1: Yeah. So uh, that is such an important discussion to have. So you need to find what's called a Lyme specialist. And so you can, there's a couple different Lyme organization websites that have lists of doctors. So uh, Project Lyme, dot org is a great website that has a list of doctors. You can also look on Global Lyme Alliance. Um, not all of them treat kids, so you definitely okay. want to yeah make sure. It, I know Project Lyme for sure has a filter where you can uh, search for pediatrics. So okay. that that would be the first step. Finding a great doctor who really understands what this looks like in children and how to treat it is the most important decision you're going to make. Sure um yeah. and and then just be prepared for a very long road of mm. treatment and different yeah. medications because it will take a lot of different medications and herbals uh as i mentioned and will take years so the mm. earlier you get the kids screened the better yeah. off you're going to be not only is it going to um hopefully help heal them and get uh be more mainstream and right mm-hmm. social throughout their lives, but also waiting till they get older, the kids start wanting to refuse the medications. And mm, so fair. that yeah. can that can become a real problem. So yeah. the earlier, the better you can get them screened.
0: Perfect. Well, Debbie Kimberg, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Thank you so much for your knowledge, your wisdom and sharing the wonderful things about your kids. Uh, five viewers and listeners want to find out more information about you to access all the resources that we've been talking about today, where would they find this information online?
1: Sure. So I have a website, debbiekimberg.com. And if you look under research, I have all my favorite research papers. I give an overview of all of these infections. I also have a section on uh, media and publications. So I've written a number of blogs that are under publications. I encourage everybody to read those. Um, And also, I wrote a memoir, which I am working to publish. I think it's such an important story to tell about what's possible with the right medication, with the right diagnosis and right treatment. And so if you're interested in that, sign up on the mailing list and we'll notify you when it's published. Also, I just want to mention I'm on social media. So take a look at um, TikTok and instagram and also facebook under hijacked brains which is also uh tied into the title of the book
0: wonderful my viewers and listeners also know that if you can't find this information any other place simply go to the show notes at james miller at and i'll link you with debbie kimberg and her website is debbie kimberg.com thank you so much for being a great guest today thank you so much james appreciate it i also want to thank you my listener for tuning in today Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today.